Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, Now Zen Read Through Podcast. My name is India. I am a co-host in this series, and with me today is my friend and closest confidant, Peter. Number one, baby, coming in, hot on the mic, eat my dust. I'm so sorry for everyone that turned their headphones up for India. (laughs) Oh my god. This is why we this is why we volume match. <laughs> that was funny. <clears throat> second, but not second in my heart, also about to eat a slice of pizza. The local calor apologist, Joshua Dean Baker. I'm just saying, look, if you've been around the block that long, you can't really be getting it all wrong, you know? I agree. Yes. Josh, did you just take a full bite out of a red onion? How Josh, else would just, I eat it? Okay. And please, before we finish, before we have any other thoughts, my one true favorite person, AJ. Hey, India, thank you so much for having me on the on the program. I'm so happy to be here. I just want. I'm I'm trying to give some big NPR vibes. Yeah, it's very and good. And I just let me know if you're you're picking up on that. That's no, okay with it. me, and I'm also okay bringing it down to an NPR ASMR. I've got it, guys. I've got to be right back. There's a cucumber in this salad, and that cannot be allowed to continue. I'll be right back. Um, All right, all right, Josh, and uh, we wish you good luck on that, and we'll see you soon. I I do just want to say thank you so much to Super Nintendo Chalmers, who gave us that nickname for Josh. If you'd like to nickname Josh, you can back us at the ten dollar tier and fill out the form. I'm a fan of cucumber salads, and uh, Joshua should level up his taste. Is my opinion. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't think I could maintain that level of voice for the whole time. <laughs> wow. You don't think you can. Should we bring it up? It's ma, ma, ma. <laughs> I was really excited to like bring in like a new tone. Cause usually I would just copy you were doing and great. be like, hello. You were doing yeah. great. You know, but that was really, it felt right. It yeah. felt like, and then sometimes I'm like really happy. So this time I thought, let me just bring it. Let's bring it down. Let's, let's bring it down. Actually, vibes. let's yeah. actually. People think we're going to be up, but let's yeah. go down and kind of swerve, subvert expectations, kind of yeah. defy what they think the show might be. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a it's an it's a rare nighttime recording, so we all have kind of a uh, I'm going to say lower energy because I have to tell you I am so tired right now. Uh, I'm a few beers deep, so Pete's actually feeling good. I'm feeling <laughs> ripped and ready to go. Um, and India. I'm stoked you're back on the show. We missed you last week. Mm. Uh, how are you feeling? Welcome back uh, after your little absence. Well, thank you so much for the warm welcome. It's been, I'm actually going to keep the voice for a little longer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty tough, but you know, the one thing I can always fall back on is my, my pals. The podcast. The dust of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what I, like Josh that pizza and salad situation it's like unfair that you're even here with that right now like I'm dying I'll 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 keep it out of camera shot as much as I can <laughs> but you know when I'm back I'm back with a motherfucking bang yeah bam bam and I don't know like what do you guys think do we just get into it I think we should maybe just get into it yeah, I'm good. I think we've um, I think we've held mm-hmm. back long enough, you know. I think I'm, so. I think the NPR voice was enough of a bit in its own that we don't need to think of like a thing to talk about. I'm feeling a little hungry. I'm ready to eat some diamonds and gems. That's you know, Josh's pizza looks good, but fill me up with those yummy, yummy crystals. There you go. Well, and scene. 
Chapter 7 The errant walks through the flooded tunnels, talking to himself about life not going the way he planned. He wonders why Featherwitch's soul isn't around, since that's where he mercy killed her. He ends up at a Nazath house in the bottom of the ocean and is greeted by Knuckles, a four-girl assail elder god, who calls him Erastus. The errant tells him his plan to summon the clan of elders. He says that he is the master of the tiles and so they must obey. Kilimandaros and Osirik are in a realm that's part of Emerlane. They have a weird heated conversation about Edgewater. It turns out there's only one portal to the realm and Edgewater is waiting there to kill him. Stormy wakes from a nightmare screaming from a dream. He and Gessler discuss the possible meaning while keeping guard over a passed out Hellion. Bottle wakes up because he hears Farida and Sort talking. There's a silly banter between them. And then Bottle realizes it was actually Cook Ben talking to him. And they discuss the Warrens, Tiles, and Male's motivations. Quick Ben says he is going to get the adjunct to elevate Bottle to high mage. And Bottle convinces him to keep him with Fiddler Squad like a little spy. Sandalath tells Withel she wants to leave the Bone Hunters to go in search of the Shake and find out what they know and how they're connected to the Tistiandi. Sandalath tells Withel that the adjunct is fine with them leaving, and then he tells him that the Noct can't come with them. He explains that he thinks they came from Male and it isn't exactly an option to send them back. Teleras and Colonel check that Banishar is wasted before discussing the fact that they think they have lost their pet to the Errant. They discuss their plans to kill the Errant when Banishar confirms that he is still Drek and he is manipulating the Errant as well. The Malazans think that the Lethary suck at fighting as they play the war game. After they spar, both Keneb and Bryce consider each other with a new respect. They both did pretty well, but the Lethry did eat it. Farad and Sort and kindly discuss the usefulness of Sin and Grub. Sin and Grub explore one of the new Warrens. Grub doesn't like it at all and is getting more and more scared of Sin. The Errant approaches Kilimandaros and tells her that he has come to speak of dragons. So, oh, my voice cracked a little bit. <laughs> um, we start with the Errant walking through, which now the thing is, you might want to correct me because I'm not sure. Are we where Feather Witch literally like was being held and died? 
Yes. That is where we are. That's where we are. All right. So that's where we are. And the Aaron's just like so pissed off that things are not going exactly how he planned. And he's throwing a little hissy fit. And then mentions like his almost, I want to say, mercy killing a feather witch. Um, Is that what that was to you guys? Yeah, he absolutely was like, I had to do it. (laughs) You know, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, really interesting, really interesting section there. I don't recall it being merciful. It wasn't. I think it was just murder. No, it was just murder. It was just murder. It literally was. Yeah, but here he's like, oh, but she was, you know, it had to happen. It was for her own good. It's like (laughs) she was practically dead by the time (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I know here the errant seems very annoying. And throughout this whole chapter, he seems quite aggravating. And Mm -hmm. he's generally uh, a very annoying character, I feel. However, let me posit this. Is he hot? You know, this is something I was thinking about during this chapter. And I think the answer might be yes. I'm sorry to say that's my problem is I think he's a twink, but too tall. (laughs) Wow. Slender man. Uh, I think he could have a slender man energy, you know, I I would push back against the errant being hot if his job literally wasn't to fuck the ruler. Yeah. You know, Uh I think he's got to have some some looks to to, for that to be his job. Um, Yeah. But maybe his Turad Brazad persona is different than his errant persona, you know? Mm. Yeah, maybe. We've never talked about. I'm not. You know what? I'm going to stop talking. I've got pizza in my mouth. Full mouth of pizza. He's got pizza mouth. AJ, how do you, how are you feeling about the errant and his role? We really do see a lot of him in this chapter. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, el- a lot of elder God scheming, a lot of elder God scheming. That's for sure. I, I have to say, I don't know. I feel like the errant specifically didn't do a whole lot in this, in this section. Like the errant is there and that's the POV obviously, but I was more like, captured by the like oh we're back with this forkless sale or sorry actually i need this to be clarified is this the forkless sale that breeze was hanging out with at the bottom of the ocean is this the same forkless sale it's gotta be 100 percent gotta be that's what i was thinking but i i i really wasn't 100 percent. and in the house sounded that he, familiar. in the house that like he wanders into through the garden and they're like you gotta go don't forget about yes. us and remember your own name yes and then he leaves it's gotta, and it's like, it's gotta be them yeah or no, sorry, that's not Breeze. That's um, what's oh, his it's name? the dude that gets killed, the Tisty Eater who yeah. was kind of cool, yeah, and we all forgot about Hanig Mosek. No, no, that's the Warlock was King, sent, dude. Yeah, he was sent. You're here. right. No, sorry, I'm thinking about he caused it. It's Bruth yes. and Trana. Bruth and Trana. Yes. So that was. I think this is the same place. Yes. Okay. So yes, I was like really into this idea of like, oh, they're back, and apparently they were pals with the Errant. And it really just feels like, I, I mean, India said he was throwing a tantrum. Pete, you said that it's easy to read the Aaron is kind of annoying here. And I have to agree. That was my read because he's just like, come on, let's go be powerful and kill people. And Knuckles is like, no, what are you talking about? And the Aaron was like, it was great when we did that. And Knuckles is like, it wasn't. It wasn't. actually. Remember the good old days. So, yeah, that's really what I was most interested in uh, was was that whole that whole bit. Um, and this this kind of like, I don't know, push and pull, I guess, between the errant and Knuckles being like, I love to have power and kill and Knuckles being like, nah, it's fine. Really? We don't really need it. But I do feel like it's an interesting human motivation for the errant to feel mm. like 
I just want to go back to the good old days, you know, and, and to contrast this with Knuckles, who is presenting like, oh, I, was it actually that good? You know, it's kind of a very real conversation yeah. about a very abstract thing in a way. It's it is it's kind of mirrors um, like Knuckles kind of mirrors male in a way, I think. Uh, and I think that's purposeful because they're both elder beings, elder gods, whatever. Uh, and so it's interesting to see, like, the one elder god that we see who wants to like go back to the quote good old days or whatever is the Aaron and all the elder gods, all the other elder gods seem to just be like, nah, I'm cool. Like I'm just mm-hmm. chilling. Like I don't need, I don't need all that. Um, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. But like you said, it is very human, which I think is what's, you know, the errant makes a point to, you know, hold power by just like being around powerful people. So I do, I do like his line at the end of this section too, that mortals will eat anything. That's really, that's mm-hmm. a good line. Mm-hmm. What are your, like I, Try to understand the master of the tiles. Sure. And I don't know what a tile is. The tiles are the what the car what the deck of dragons is to the warrens is what the tiles are to the holds. So they kind of represent the kind of Is the hold a gate? The holds were the older magic system that the kind of Lavelfairy and the people of this continent were using before the Warrens were awoken here. Yeah. So if the tiles are like an iPhone 2 running off of like 3G, the Warrens are the newest one running on 5G. And made out of Kroll's blood. Yeah. Well, out. and that's why we're getting poisoned by it. You know, um, Kroll's well, blood is the 3G. Well, see, yeah, that's Kroll's the, blood is the 5G poisoning well, our Well, that's brains. why I didn't get the vaccine, because <laughs> I didn't want to know the 5G in me, you know? And can we talk about Steve writing birds into this book, like being part of this whole bird thing that the government does? I just don't get it. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, wake up, sheeple. Okay. You're hysterical. Did that clear it up at all? Or? It did. Okay. It definitely did. Okay. This It's really fun to, you know, host because now I can just use it as an information session. Literally. Um, yeah. Anyway. So you're going to be question. permanent host? Is that what I heard? <laughs> no. Nope. Never that. <laughs> Um, okay. So then, so the Warrens then are now, well, I thought that they were like not doing too well. They're not. That's the whole thing. They're Aren't not. they like dying? Yeah, all of that them? is the whole storyline. So then you just said that they're new to the Lethery people, but are they? How are yeah, they? Yeah. So if there was like a whole city of people who never upgraded from the iPhone 2, and then all yeah. of a sudden a bunch of people came over on a boat and were like, look at the iPhone 14, that's basically what's happening. Oh, yeah. but it's still like everything's still fucked up. It's all still yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're trying to run the 5G through the 3G towers, and it's like really not compatible. Right. Yeah. But it's going to it's going to work itself out. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. That makes a lot of sense. I was reading it and I was like just reading it to read it and mm-hmm. having no fucking idea what was going on. <laughs> I get um, I get you. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Then uh, the next like part where we go to Kilimanjaro mm-hmm. is is that a mountain? Kilimanjaro. No, you're thinking of Kilimanjaro, yeah, in Kenya. Well, the it's a, it's an uncanny relation there. <laughs> Can I Oh, I actually do have a question about this for Pete cuz we've heard What's up? of Kilimandros a lot. I think we've met Kilimandros. Yes. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Did we meet Kilimandros when we met Knuckles last time? Kilimandros is the one with like the fucked up like gorilla arms or whatever. I remember, actually we had a whole conversation <laughs> about that. You remember that? 
I'm, no. I'm Googling it right now. My gut tells me you meet Kalamandros in the... The prologue. Tides prologue? I think it's I think it's the Reaper's Gale prologue. The prologue where um It's they, min, it's Midnight Tides. Boom. Midnight I was Tides? correct. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a different No, the one where they get the the heart or whatever from Scavendari Blood Eyes body and the put dagger. It in the finest. Yeah, then make the finest. You're actually yeah. I think you're right. Maybe it is Reaper's Gale. It I'm is looking, Reaper's no, Gale. No, no, I'm looking at it. It's Midnight Tides. He yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is the Midnight Pro- Tides prologue and the Reaper's Gale prologue. Hey. <laughs> okay. Oh. It's both. All right. Cool. Shout out. Shout out. Oh, I do rem- Oh, I do remember now. Okay. Her thing is she's like a cutie, you know? Um, that's her thing. I think her thing Are is that serious? she's like horrifying. I yeah, think that's actually like the thing. It does seem like it. Oh, wow. It seems like someone loves to judge. <laughs> Don't yuck my um. Wow, so I forgot what <laughs> India was into, so <laughs> so sorry. Oh my goodness, Google. We did this last time too, and it was the yeah, same reaction. Literally. Um. Who and who is Osiric? Osirk is is Osiric, who is what's his fucking name? Oh, that's the. Do you remember the mage who one of Felicin's high mages who had the toad buddy? This is his dad. It's his dad. Yeah. That's yes. who I thought it was. That's who I thought it was. What in the? It's been a what while. In the hell? It's been a long time. Yeah. Also, he's, because that guy was such like an asshole. Oh, he's a dick. And he's such a baby here. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's a big I'm baby. Get killed. He's the gu- He's like the hot. You know, he is the god of the Tisty Leosian. Yes. You know, like yes. the, the light elves. That's what they are. We, we can stop pretending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody want to discuss or let me know what the relevance of this was? I think Osterich is hot, undeniably. Is I think it? this was just yeah, to like, like reintroduce. A, like in a cocky way, you know. Y'all, we can't do this. We're on the second Agreed. part of this. All right. Chapter. I guess AJ's too There's only good. two chapters, AJ. We've got so much freedom this time. I, I, I think this the purpose of this section, India, is to just remind us that Kilmandaros and Osirk exist. And then and probably Ed- it will have plot significance. But like at this point, yes, it's just like, a, remember these people? It's also reminding us about Edgewalker. Yes. The most terrifying thing we've met in this fucking Shout series. Shout out to Edgewalker. Love Edgewalker. So, Josh, let's uh, then there's a whole awesome bottle section. And there's this kind of interplay between him and uh, Quick Ben, and he's kind of trying to go and figure out what's going on. And then they also have this whole kind of dialogue about, uh, yeah, they have this kind of philosophical thing. I'm kind of forgetting what it's about at this moment, to be honest. But it was good. I liked it. Well, what did you, what did you make of this section? I always would like more. It was bottle. about the sea, maybe. No, well, male was. It was about. They definitely talked about male. What so? But I can't remember the specifics. Do you think bottle should be a high mage? Oh, uh, th- that's a really good question, actually, because I really did think that was the more interesting thing to me because, you know, I love the tactics and shit. Obviously, bottles trying to save his own skin because as a high mage, he has to do more and is going to be more than we asked of him. I don't think he's actually powerful enough to be a high mage, but I think he is smart enough to be one. If that mm, makes sure. sense. Like, he's so good at using his powers that he could. He's as smart as quick Ben. He just doesn't have the the juice, as they say. Um. Or like six people inside him. Yes. <laughs> you need more people in you to become more powerful. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I, I, That's what I, I did say. find it. Um, it is a section all about the aerosol and how they were mm-hmm. uh, kind ah, of like us and have yes, been everywhere yes. we've ever been. I just want to shout out that section. Yeah. I really liked it. And um, 
Oh, it's yeah. really good. I I think Malazan more than any other fantasy series I've ever word I've ever read like is so good at being at reminding you that like this world is not young. Yeah. You know, and I think that's such an interesting element that Steve, and obviously because he's an archaeologist, you know, that's his whole shit. But I just think it's such a cool element that like people know, but I, I think we gloss over it too often. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I do just want to, uh, Pete, you brought up that line, um, but I do just want to read the quote. The point is, we see ourselves as the great trekkers, the bold travelers and explorers, but the heiress all, high mage, they did it first. There isn't a place we step anywhere in this world that they haven't stepped first. Humbling thought, isn't it? I love that yeah. line. I like uh, that. That's it's, what resonated with me as well. But definitely good. Uh, would love some more. I really feel like my 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 biggest critique of Malazan is that I there's so many good characters that I just feel robbed of time with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I do remember get that. Th- remember two books ago, Bottle was fucking everywhere, <laughs> and I feel like I just want I want that still mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, but he's still around. You know. Yeah, bottle was fucking everywhere. India, we, we you weren't around last week. I would love to know that we get a little bit more of the shake storyline. Um, how are you feeling about the shake and learning about you know their their roots with the Tistiani that they talk about here? But we also see them, I think, in the next chapter as well. Who are the shake? Uh, they're with. I need names. They're with Yan Tovis. Twilight Yan Tovis. Oh, oh, the siblings, right? Yeah, yes. they're in the next chapter. We talk about them more then, but here, uh, Sandalith and Withel t- kind of talk about, you know, their legacy and their oh. relationship to the Tistiandi and kind of who they are, maybe as somewhat as a people in a sense. Yes, you know, not going to lie. Very much barely remember Sandalith and Withel. They came from the crippled um, yes the crippled god island Mm -hmm. yes yeah Yeah, i don't really understand what they were even i don't even remember why they were here also i think i did just kind of glaze over that sure i'm history is so hard Mm. (laughs) india i cannot blame you uh i i often feel as though i do not understand why sandalith and withal are here they're just like withal had his moment where he did he destroyed uh Rulad's blade two books ago? You mm-hmm. know, that right. was important. Right. Uh and and I keep mm-hmm. constantly wondering, like, why do we still read about you? So I mean it's got <laughs> but, but you know, again, Sandalith has been named Queen of Darkness, which makes sense because she could be the longest living fucking Tisty Andy, considering she's from when they got slaughtered, you know, millennia oh, damn, ago. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. She could be like the oldest one currently living. Hmm. Technically. <laughs> Technically, yes. Well, India, I will be curious to hear about your opinion on the shake um, in the next chapter, but I will then ask you about Tellerist and Kirtle. Josh, oh. what's up? Can I ask a quick question before we leave Sandalith and Withel? Yeah, what's up? How do you how do you feel you would be as a lover and partner to someone that's like infinitely older than you? Like, how do you feel? Like, how do you think you'd be able to like emotionally support them when they like you know become incredibly morose? I thought about that a lot during this part of this book, and I, that was like the only thing I could think about. Well, that's good for you that you want to be supportive of them. I think that speaks to your character. Yeah, I um, think I think I don't think I could though. I think that's the answer. Oh, you think you were worried? <laughs> I think about I, yeah, it. I think I don't think I'd be able to. I'd they'd be like, time is meaningless and uh, death is but the natural conclusion, and I'd be like, mm, <laughs> I <yeah>. guess <laughs> it's like all I'd have for them. Preach, honey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, though, when they live for forever. It's like, 
Well, you'll get through this, but them getting through this might be 200 years of sadness. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? It's yes. Like... Well, the thing is, I've read Tuck Everlasting, and the moral of that story <laughs> is that they are going to be sad about me dying. So I ultimately don't think I would be that concerned about that, you know? So India, Tellerist and Kirtle. I love them. Yeah, so they're kind of having a conversation whether they should kill Banishar or what should they do about him. Um, what did you make of this conversation? What did you make about their current status and their relationship to Banishar? A character has kind of reemerged into the story in early Dust of Dreams. What do I think of their relationship? I think that their relationship is silly and um, funny, and mm-hmm. th- really, that's it. Nothing else to it. And Fully what was the other question? Well, Banishar. What you, yeah, what do you think of Banishar? I mean, he was kind of a side character in a while ago, and now he's like kind of a part of the plot in a more serious way. You know, I wouldn't say that, but... Well, I lied. I, he's not a part of the plot at all. No, I do think he's part... Like, I, Well, I just don't think he's like very much part of the plot. Mm, but sure. um, I don't know. Nothing. I don't... What What do you think? What Can you tell me what you think about that part? Of course, I like Tellerst and Kirtle. I think Banishar is kind of interesting as a character who is a little um, unmoored Mm. in a sense um, and kind of feels a little lost in his relationship to Drek. And now he has these two other masters. And um, I do somewhat sympathize him of feeling a little um, not sure what his place in all this is, you know. So, you know, that's how I would feel. AJ, I would say that the Banishar storyline here is like you're in the car on the way home and you're like, I want Duiker for dinner. And your mom says, we have Duiker at home and it's Banishar. Like, I feel like Duiker's storyline of like a conflict of, of like faith or whatever, uh, you know, a conflict of like, does he trust history and all that stuff? I think it's this is like kind of um, uh, the same storyline, but Duiker's is just more interesting. <laughs> Oh, well, 100%. But I do think Banishar, to go to what India says, does is uh, has taken up a little less time in this book than 100%. Stuart. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just kind of feels like we've kind of done this before, and maybe that's why we're kind of glossing over the beginning of this Banishar stuff, but I don't know. I'm just not. I'm I'm I, I'm 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 with India. Like the Telerest and Curl stuff is like funny, and Banishar is like there. That's <laughs> that's all I got with those scenes. Sure. So, Josh, we have a whole military drills section. A uh, whole military war games. How did this strike my military boy, Joshua Dean Baker? Uh, it was a little too obvious on all the news for me this time. A little too much for you. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like uh, the, the outcome was a little bit like, oh, oh I see. yeah, no, that's what was going to happen. Like, you know, oh, Breeze learned from us, but, you know, he hasn't learned the whole lesson. Oh, <laughs> we're still going to surprise him. Um, there is always the chance that Steve's going to pull the, oh, you thought that was a one-off scene? Well, this exact thing is going to play out in real time later on. Smiles is going to make the same mistake again, and it's going to cost the lives of, you know, 3,000 Malazans or some shit. That could happen. I could mm. see that happening with Steve, but, uh, otherwise it was just fine. And those are um, my thoughts. India, how did you feel about the war game stuff? I know sometimes that leaves you dry. Um, well, yeah. I don't think this was, like super boring i kind of always like it was it it just seemed very similar i guess to usual like fight happens and then they're like oh shit we're dying and then keneb or right whoever whoever always does like a really big bomb does a really big thing and then everybody dies on the other side that's really yeah or so maybe i read it wrong i don't know but i thought that like a big no 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 does like a counter thing yeah 
But is it like a big bomb? I think you're thinking of uh, curdle, cuddle, cuddle. They talk yep. about a bomb, but this was all like if this is like a fake battle. Yeah, it's this all was hypothetical like a skirmish. Like, but a, then how did they die? They didn't. No one died. It was like a like a aha, <laughs> you're dead, and they stab you with like a fake sword or whatever. It's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. They're they're larping. Yes, <laughs> they are larping. I thought it was a real. Uh, nah, nah. It's like a war games thing. They're training um, up. They're training up the Lethary troops to fight like Malazans. I did think it was a little barbaric to like be like, all right, train like, them let's and then do it. <laughs> yeah, like, like we're gonna train you to fight us, and then you're gonna yeah. lose. Yeah, no, that's that's brutal, dude. That's why the Malazans are the best army in the world. The ones you're fighting survived the training <laughs> ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AJ, we do check in with some of the other soldiers there. We see Ferret and Sort. We see Kisper and Sinner. I did want to definitely touch on Sin and Grub before then, but did any of this other soldier stuff strike you a certain way? Um, I mean, the Ferret and Sort stuff, they bring up uh, Beak, and I was like, oh, right. Ferret and Sort had that relationship with Beak. I forgot yeah, that was like our the pair. point of contact mm-hmm. there. You know, that was fine. But the, the Kisper and Sinner scene of them talking to Pores and being like, we know that you're not we know that you're not kindly. And he's like, well, who told you that? Maybe he was lying. And they were like, well, we know that they weren't lying because it was a woman or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't fully remember the details of the scene, but it was just silly that they were calling him out. And it was kind of annoying when Pores was like, no, I still have the upper hand here. Uh, so that's the thing. Why is that happening? Like Pores pretending to be kindly india i couldn't tell you i think it's just him trying to take advantage of these women i think it is it is not i think it's jokes but also like it's so rare that steve jokes are just jokes it feels like that it's a little out of place in in my opinion what do you mean out of place josh i think it's too harsh of a tonal shift i don't really get i don't think they're very funny because i'm not i don't feel like i'm set up to be in a mood to read as funny. Yeah, it is like hard. It does. It does feel like it's like hard jokes to me as well. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get the joke. Why mm-hmm. are we still doing this? But I think that's kind of also just establishing who pours is as a person who like just someone who won't give up. on. Well, that, you know? I'll say this. Every other book I've loved kindly and pours. And I think earlier in this book, some of this other they do is funny. This one, I was just kind of like, eh, mm. not for me, but it's OK. Mm. India. What do you think Sin and Grub are up to? And what do you think their relationship to this kind of new world of magic that's breeding in Lothari is? I think, I don't know what Grub is doing. I think that Sin is just a very curious, I think Grub's just along for the ride. Mm. Um, Like just following around and hanging out. Mm. But I think that Sin is maybe on her. I don't really know. Sin's an odd one. So I wonder if Sin's just trying to, if she's like trying to make sense of where she, like herself and where she fits in and why she's like kind of chaotic. Mm. I, I have to tell you, I don't know why I don't feel like sin is a terribly deep character, but I do feel like the silhouette cast by her is very compelling. And I love, yeah. love everything about her, you know? I, yeah. I feel like the way that everybody else talks about her makes her more interesting. Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, no, 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 we can't have sin involved in this. Like she, she's going to do something crazy. Yeah. And then Sin's just there, like... But, like, I could actually only tell you, like, six things about Sin. (laughs) Can I tell you, I felt so vindicated uh, in the Discord this week, uh, because while we're recording, this is the week that we released the first episode, in which we were very confused by Sin and Grub's age. Mm. made me feel very vindicated to see that the Discord also 
could not agree in the slightest. And in fact, there are some Malazan theories that there's like apparently three sentences is one of the books that just implies Grub like ages preternaturally fast. And I'm yeah, like, one of the epigraphs. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. One of the yeah, epigraphs. No. I, the Malazan Empire forums, <laughs> which I used to haunt, remained also confused on that uh, point. So that's can we like take that down and ask Steve? I think Steve's uh, answer will probably be like, you know, I write a lot of words and, yeah, I, you know, stuff gets mixed up because we asked yeah. him about some other time paradoxy thing. And it was just like a, it kind of got just got lost in all. The to writing. be honest, though, I don't really care. You know, it's like I, I don't actually feel like it matters. Yeah. So agreed. Agreed. They are youngish. Well, I would just want to know if I can ship them or not. Oh, oh I see. yeah. Well, that's a toughie. You know what? We should ask that. Is we, we, can ask. Ask that. we can ask that. <laughs> Have you guys not at all thought that? yet can i tell you something really funny um so i'm running a DD session it's kind of a nautical thing so i google ship name generators and it was for ships like relationships and not oh that's <laughs> really funny um which was unexpected that's so funny so you yeah. named you named your ship like Brangelina or something yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you said Brangelina. i said benifer um, Nice. We're so millennial. The SS Benefer. <laughs> the SS Benefer. All right. Um, shall we thank our beautiful Patreon sponsors? Yeah, baby. Let's thank them. This week, we'd love to thank our Patreon sponsors. First up, we've got Dumb It Down, Sergio, or Sergio, Toivo, Dennis, Apu, Eric, Chris, and Frifthor. Thank you all so much for donating generously to our wonderful Patreon. Uh, if you would like to donate to our Patreon, the link is in the show notes. As of today's episode release, the $3 tier is now the lowest tier that you can support us at. Thank you to everybody who has supported us since we've kind of reconfigured our Patreon. It's been really thrilling. Uh, it was really fun to put that poll up to see what we were talking about in October and to, to get those $5 patrons to vote on it. So if you'd like that... Uh, then then you can donate to our Patreon. Also, we have an $800 goal. When we hit $800, we will start doing monthly Q&As, which I'm very excited about. Also, go Phils. Go Phils. Go, go birds. I'll say it. I'm not a coward. At this point, actually, Pete, the Phils could be out of it <laughs> by the time the this Phils, episode the comes. The Phils could be out of it. Isn't that, that game's got to be over, guys. Today, The game yeah. is over. They lost, unfortunately. Oh, brutal. Anyway, that's the Patreon. Thank you all so very much. Go birds. Go birds. Let's move on. Chapter 8 The Kachain Jamal sends something hunting them. The matron is relying on Kalith to provide answers from humans as to how to face those who hunt them. The Kachin Jamal noticed the bones of a massive beast, and Kalith wonders if it was a dragon, and if the Kachin Jamal worshipped them. Zag Chirak talks to Kalith about the nature of one god and how just having one god would make the universe have no meaning. They talk about magic and Ototeril as opposing forces. Sag Chirac and Kalith talk of the Ototaral dragon, faith, and worshipping gods. The Kachain Jamal are pleased and follow her, and have accepted her as their destrian. 
Sotok argues with Telematis and Sakara about the war with the Tistiandi that brought the Bargast there. Kafal says he will open a war in using Telematis' powers. Sotok warns Kafal not to use his warren. He does, and they end up in a cave in a strangely devastated world, trapped because Telematis has burned. Kafal says he will sanctify a space and bring the power alive. He tells Sotok to summon the wolf ghosts that reside there. She does and is overwhelmed by their numbers and by the violence of their deaths. Ikarium and crew bicker as they head deeper into the Kachain Shamal Fortress. We see a hint of the past from Asain, from Sheb, from Napit, from Breath, who is actually Featherwitch, from Ratos, from Taxilian. Jan Tovis watches as a riot rages between armed islanders' camps that she freed and the Sheikh along the road to Galan. As the Sheikh themselves are threatened, Yeren Darig uses his lethary troop to force them back and tells his sister that they will hold the portal to the road of Galan to present 2,000 criminals following on their heels. Jan Tovis opens the portal and lunges forward into the cold past, whatever that is. Yedin and his troops deliver an insane slaughter. Pithy and Brevity say that he should be the commander of the Sheikh army and tell him to leave the petitioning to them. They walk through the portal. The leaders of the snake contemplate their next actions and decide they must face the glass desert. Thank you, AJ and Josh, for that beautiful um, reading of our Patreons and uh, go birds and go fills. Let's like ease into chapter eight. Nice. I could do like a whole like, like we could go in like a This American Lifestyle. Like two elder gods walk into a bar. Oh my god. (laughs) That was so good. So good. (laughs) What trouble might they get into this week on 10 Very Big Books? (laughs) Do they take do you like do they take classes, you know? For to to speak on the radio? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, Ira Glass is like the, the founder of that voice, you know. Yeah. You may ask, do we want to reclaim our past? Some may say no. Some may say yes. The errant today asked you that question. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Which brings us um, to our first scene. And I've got to say, guys, before we will actually, while we dive into chapter eight, mm-hmm. nothing can really prepare one for reading from the point of view of a large alligator with sword arms. The I can't take it seriously. I cannot take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Are you just like, you got the meet the Robinsons T-Rex in your head the whole time? Like the, I have a big head and little arms, like that whole thing. Did you watch that movie? Like, I, that was just after my cartoon days. I didn't get it. I never watched it. It's a good movie. Oh, Josh is too old for cartoons all of a sudden. Fucking what a lie. Yeah. When I was in high school, I had a moment where I was like, I can't watch cartoons anymore. So sue me. Oh my God. We all have that. When I was um like... 12 and a half, probably actually 13. I realized I couldn't play dolls anymore. Oh my God. A tragedy. 
I can I tell you a real quick teacher moment. The question I asked my kids, I asked a dumb question every day. Today's question was, "What's your favorite childhood show?" The sense of just wonder and just like exuberance as kids are talking about like God, fucking Kai, not Caillou, because Caillou's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones is a piece of shit. <laughs> we had the Wiggles, you mm. know. We had over the uh, I don't remember Gravity Falls. So many good weird shows. Someone mm. said Dino Train. That one didn't hold up animation wise. <laughs> There's a, I remember yeah, anyway. that show. It was really great. I loved it. That's I had stupid. I had a point. I forgot what it was. Talking about sword arms. Yeah. So India, yeah, why, yeah, what did why you, do you yeah. why do you feel like their sword arms creates a barrier for you to connect with these characters? Yeah. So well, I I when we read from like the Kachin Jamal point of view and that per Caliph, mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. sick of these damn names. I really am. When we read from that point of view, I'm just like <laughs> like large reptile with sword arms is having complex emotions and making and like talking to Cal and they talk in your head right mm-hmm. like, yeah it's all telepathic it kills me it just seems so silly that's it mm. I do kind of like the when the juice has the Ototaro and it's like oh that's kind of affecting it you know I, I kind of like that mm. there's, there's I was a, so confused too a dragon made out of Ototaro there is a ton of lore in this section yeah. it's being piled on real quick you know what has never occurred to me until just now is that this whole goddamn continent has no idea what Ototaro is because mm-hmm. it's not native here mm-hmm. no. it's like only native to the fucking seven cities mm-hmm. yeah that brings me to my next question. So there's Ototero mines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are they are they fossils or are they actually rocks? That is a 10 out of 10 question, India. Oh, that's a really Because good now I think they might be fossils. And I what think if there's, because they what talk if they about how just, fucking huge this dragon is. Exactly. Oh, you're That'd fucking crazy blowing every, my mind. Dude. What if every Ototero mine is just a dead Ototero dragon? It's just a dragon? dead dragon. That'd be crazy. Peter? That fucks. Or what if those fossils were put there to make us think that there were <laughs> okay. dinosaurs? Okay. I just want to say the beginning. And they of- were put there by, that's right, Hood. Obama. I w- <laughs> Obama. That's right. I want to say the beginning. <laughs> I think that might be the hardest Josh has laughed on the show. <laughs> we got him. I just want to say, no, that was George Bush. <laughs> I would just want to say oh. the beginning of this section, like the very mission accomplished, baby. <laughs> the very beginning, uh, when Kalith or Kalith is like uh, talking about like, well, how can I be a destriant to these things that I don't even know anything about them? Uh, and that kind of kicks us off into the whole lore discussion. But she's like, destriant, what does it mean to be one to these creatures? What faith am I supposed to shape? I have no history to draw from, no knowledge of Kachain Jamal legends or myths. And then talks about how Gunthan act. Akil Asil said would would pillage the beliefs of my kind. We talked about it a bit when we were talking about the Kachanjamal before, but it's like, you know, adopting the these first sword and destriant things. They're trying to like force themselves to be relevant in the current, like, I don't know, hierarchy, I guess. But it's just like nobody knows shit about shit. So there's like no way for these things to like grab a hold on anything. I don't know. I just think that stuff is really cool. And it's like Josh said in the last chapter. It's just like these worlds are so old, like so much stuff has happened and come and gone and been forgotten. And it's just like so cool. It's just really, really cool. It's kind of cringe. Am I right? Like old people trying to be relevant, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> change them all are kind of cringe. 
They're kind of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, this is a funny episode. Um, that's so true, though. But okay, funny, but not funny. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> funny. Uh, not funny like I laugh. Like funny no, like Pete, I Pete, it's a TikTok LOL. sound. It's a TikTok sound, Pete. Just. Oh, yeah, my you God. did not get that. Sorry, bug. I'm fucking. I'm a Kachain Jamal over here. <laughs> you are a Jamal. Embarrassing. Um, wait, why is um, Gunmah? Gunthanakil? Gunthanakil or Gunthmok? They're two different people. Gunthmok. Okay. That's the. Um, is that the, the one girl. that flies? No, Gunthanakil is she... the one that flies. Gunthmok. No, is... Gunthanakil is the matron. No, oh, fuck me. All right, Gunthmok is the is the girl. Yes, India, the one who's like hiding. Why her is power she? Why is she bent over now? Why is she turning into a seat? Because so it like legitimately India, it's like it's like bees. Like they run up the same. Like there's like. It's real similar to how bees work, where, like, they have, like, really hyper-specific chemicals and hormones in them, and when they sense an imbalance in the queen or if something happens to the queen, like, they just, and they start becoming one. And, it, I mean, it really feels very, very similar to how that works. What is, what's happening to Gunthmok, then? Because she's becoming powerful enough to become the next matron. Wow, I feel like Josh's bee knowledge has really cracked this storyline open. Yeah, yeah but then I, I was really is, close to becoming a, a major in, in insects. Uh, well, I then, did, yeah, you yeah. did say that, yeah. Yeah, it's great. But why is Kalith riding her? Uh, Well, that just needed to happen because Kalith's fucking weak-ass Kalith is so tiny that the, one of yeah. their steps is like 10 of hers. Yeah, these things are fucking huge. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Can I say, though, again, I know we say Steve's a weeb, but, like, I mean, you're... You're telling me the uh, the lizard of sword arms that can turn into a fucking horse? You're telling me you didn't watch some cool-ass mecha anime <laughs> in the 90s, Steve, and you were like, <laughs> jot that one down. <laughs> Speaking of something that's kind of anime, Setok, you know, being raised by wolves, that's kind of anime. Josh, what did you think about this whole Bargas thing? You know, uh, Setok's trying to go see, or Torrent's trying to go see Tool to apologize and all that shit. Okay, when I started the chapter, I was like, eh, all right, get out of there, whatever. <laughs> when they fully vanished and the little puppet man burnt up to a crisp and they him another plane. Yeah, when that happened, oh, your boy was in. <laughs> oh, I was loving life. Where did they go? I don't know. Why are there so many goddamn dead wolves? Again, I mean... I get what they're saying. They're like, who would kill these beautiful wolves? And I'm like, well, humans, because we're dumb as shit. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's what we do. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, when they, once they got into the other zone and they were all just kind of like confronted with the fact that they do not know or like each other really big. And then they're all shitting on Torrent for loving his horse. I'm sorry, my man's got a heart and it's just been given to this horse. Like, that's beautiful. Horse girl energy. I did really like that. Yeah. That like them kind of dissecting it of like, oh, well, like this horse and Torrent are like all that's left. I read Misty. All right. I've been to Shinkatig dozens of times. I've seen the pony penning. All right. There's a special connection between a man and a horse. And I've ridden a horse. Thank you that very was, much. I've been a horse many times. And that was some real, that was a big East Coast pool. So if you're, if you're a Misty stand, let me know in the comments. <laughs> um, I don't even know who Misty is. Yeah, India, it's because you're not from an incredibly small part of the United States of America. <laughs> India, India, have you ridden a horse? Maybe at like camp, mm. but that's it. Like in a circle. 
in a circle, but never, never like let's go horseback riding. That's a rich white people activity, <laughs> much like skiing. Hmm. Uh, I've never been skiing either. Wow, um, it's our natural camouflage. You know, we feel safe. <laughs> feel safe out there on the slopes. Age is funny. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I know, I know what they say about about them, but pretty funny. <laughs> You know, AJ kind of AJ kind of underrated. You know, you know, I don't care what anybody says. You know, I think you're funny. I make that joke in school it's, every day. I, Kids never catch it. I love and it that. It brings joke. me such joy. I love that joke. I'm always nagging my students, and they don't seem to notice. Yeah, it builds character. Fuck. Um. So, India, we learn a little bit more. Our road trip crew has arrived uh, at another rooted fortress. Yeah. How did you feel about this sequence? We learned some inf- interesting information here. Well, uh... yes, Josh. I just read, spoiler alert, India is going to record the voiceovers of the chapters tomorrow, so I didn't read her notes. We learned that Breath is Feather Witch. Did I miss this? We vaguely learn it. The reread, the reread really confirms it. But they say like, yeah, her name used to be like oh. something with a feather in it. Sorry. Yeah, I do 100% remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I I read this in a marathon. Like I had like f- 50 minutes to read two Whoa. chapters. So I was real. I skimmed. Hell yeah, all. dude. And Josh, you may recall that in the last chapter, Errant, the Errant is like, uh, Whoa! I think the feather witch's soul will be here. That's weird. It's not here. And then he moves oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then put two, two together. Those are just ghosts. Well, we don't really understand because also the ghost is fucking a carrium. So who knows what they are at this point? Oh. Yeah, the ghost is okay. revealed. I mean, assumedly it's a carrion, but it is. It is also Mr. Steven Erickson. So like, you know. A faint is kind of what he does. So, yeah, yeah at the end of the ch- that part of the chapter, he's like, and as the ghost was beginning to realizing, he had a thing for time. And it's like, well, so it's a carrion? It's gotta be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then is he dead? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Accurate. You know, I just don't know. Uh, so wait, di- sorry, did a carrion possess Taxilian? Is that what happened? Because the end of this section is uh, Taxilian led them ever upward like a man possessed. Oh, I didn't. Mm. That's how I, I think so, because at the end, it like literally gives us the little wink and nudge that it's a carrium as a ghost. Well, no, it gives you that wink and nudge. And then the next section, there's another section after that oh. that ends with Taxilian moved them ever upward like a man possessed hmm. because it was like they keep passing rooms, but it seems like Taxilian doesn't care about them. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't call it that. Good catch, AJ. I, I, thank you. Maybe. I mean, thank me if it becomes something. I don't know. <laughs> you know. All right. I'll make a note. Thank AJ. If. If. Yes, please. Now we're back with the shake, baby. Shake it off. Is that Shake what? it off. Shake it Thank off. Thank you. Uh, new Taylor Swift comes out this Friday at the time of the recording. How exciting. Um, shout out to Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. I feel, I feel like I'm a little swifted out. I'm going to be honest. Well, g- good news, okay. Josh. There's a new Carly Rae Jepsen, too. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Why do you guys love Carly Rae Jepsen? So it was started off ironically, India, and then Peter gave an impassioned speech in college about how uh, Call Me Maybe is the perfect pop song, and it really kind of swayed me. Josh, there was never anything ironic about it. Okay. Well, for me, it started off ironic. And also, India, India, 
Yeah, yeah AJ. Uh, Peter I did. did go to the concert. That's where I got COVID. Yeah. Thank you, oh, AJ. But two years, three years ago, Pete and I went to a concert before they went to Japan. India, I will say, uh, the real reason I started liking Carly Rae Jepsen, though, is I would come home from classes, and Pete would usually beat me home, and I would walk in, and, and just the entire Emotion album would be playing. That album? Four hours. Is, like, one of the best pop albums ever written. It's incredible, and slowly but surely, Pete bludgeoned me over the head with that fact, and now I like Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. What is it called? Emotion? Emotion. Yeah, you should try that one, India. It's, it's, a, it's a banger. from going. To. from top to bottom uh i'll believe it when i hear it okay anyway there's a lot of like personal lore in this episode i feel like <laughs> we're really oh, yeah we're really getting into our histories here so we we come back to the shake india did you have any feelings about this yantovis well, part my thing is like why well currently yantovis is the girl who's or the boy the brother Yantovis is Twilight, mm-hmm. the it's the queen. Twilight. Yeah, and Yadon Garig, Derig, Derig is the Watch, the brother. Why? What is happening with that? Why? Why are there people rioting? I don't understand this whole shake. So the shake were originally heading to somewhere else, right? And then Yad and Derig killed all the witches, <laughs> and then Yantovis yes. was like. Thanks, but no thanks. You have to leave. You have to leave, yeah. right. And then got Pulley and Squish, the only two remaining witches, and we're like, okay, we're heading back to Second Maiden Fort, which is where they were in Reaper's Gale. The big jail. The big jail, right, where uh, uh, Shirkalal was yes. and all that stuff was happening. So the Sheikh were also there, yes. and they, they left that island, and now they're like, no, wait, actually, we're going back, and we're going to rule it we're gonna take it over i guess no so they went to this island because they knew they were shake there right and they felt a duty to go collect anyone faithful to them and then they were like okay and once we do that we have to we have to open a portal and go to the dark lands which i assume is like legit probably the warren they, of dark they bring up emerlon Crowed emerlon yeah the warren yeah. of darkness yeah so yeah. that's where they're trying to go when they get to the island if, of course, you know, the island was left with no one in charge after, like, months of malice and occupation, so there's kind of a, a big... Power vacuum. Yeah, there's a power vacuum, there's a riot, you know, and when we get there, we're basically in Meteor Res. They've gathered everyone they're gonna gather, but now they don't have enough time to escape because a 2,000-person a, a strong mob of ex-prisoners is gonna try and kill them. Right. And then they don't... That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Uh, because of Yed and Derek, kinda. Saving the day once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go to open this gate to Corald Emerlane, I guess. Uh, Corald Galane. Yeah, you're right. Corald right. Galane? Yeah. Yeah, Corald Emerlane's, I think, maybe the... That's the Tista Eater one. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. I think it's Emerlon anyway, and, but... <clears throat> yeah. Did, and did we meet the, the two people that are, like, the leaders of the island people, Pithy and Brevity? We met them back two books ago, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I think we meet them in Reaper's Gale briefly, but we also met them earlier in this book. We did? Pithy and... Where and when? I believe we, there's a scene with them in like chapter five or something like sure. that. Sure, <coughs> I believe you. Sure, cool, fascinating. I love their but names. It, it's it's short. I, it's not. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, it that's was a, it was pith- a fucking. It was. Christ. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So now I need a, 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 a not a correction, but just like they open the portal and fire comes out, or what's on fire? They open the portal and there's something with fire. Is it just that the city's on fire or something? No, the island's on fire. 
The island is on fire. Okay. Yeah, the island, so they're, they're escaping like a pretty much on fire island that's going to kill them. Okay. Thank you. And that's going to drown because that's right, folks. Climate change. You thought he couldn't do it, but our boy brought in climate change. That's hysterical. If you really want to check out climate change, you should check out uh, Our Earth. It's uh, under a climate crisis that's destroying the planet. So let's end fossil fuels. What are you talking about? This is a fantasy novel, and that is why there is climate change. <laughs> You're right. This is total fantasy. Um, I'm sorry. I kind of misunderstood there. I'm I just so think people, yeah. like, I don't understand why people can't accept that fantasy doesn't have anything important to say, you know? Like, it's just for fun for nerds. <laughs> um, just swords and stuff, you know? Pure escapism. It is exclusively, like, swords and stuff. Correct? Like, I just want a big sword and an elven girl on my leg, you know? Is Love. there any, can I, what else do I need? Christ. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so we end on a high note with the snake. (laughs) 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 I don't have anything to say about it. So good, AJ. It's, it's, I'm so sick of the snake. It's still sad. I have to tell you, it's hard to do bits about the snake. Yeah. Um, it's impressive. Hard to make reaction content about the snake. As Josh said, I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, like so we're, we're crossing into thank you. We're crossing into a new wasteland called the Glass Desert. Yes, sounds fun. Like it just how does it go from bad to to so much worse so quickly for these four, poor kids? They're all just gonna get like chopped up with shards of glass. Right? Yeah. Glass do you storm. think? Do you think that's why it's called the Glass Desert? Is because the sand is glass? They explained what it is. I forget what it oh. is, but they explained what it is. Well, it's really bad. I mean, it sounds bad. It's really bad. Yeah, I forget the specifics, but and I'm not going to go back and read them because they're horrifically fucking depressing. Yeah, really sad. Not going to lie, though. I just would just be like, I'm just going to go to sleep here. I'm just going to keel over. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. This isn't it. But where where are these? Do we know? Can you just explain to me before we get off where they are refugees from and where and, and they don't know where they're going? They're just walking. It is my understanding, India, that the answer to both of your questions to answer your question is that they are from somewhere so far removed from everything else that it is not even on the maps we have. And I do not know if they've referenced any place we know yet. They're from various places, it's, it should be said. Yeah, but the, the big place, the fr- like the capital P place that they're from, the continent or whatever, is not mapped. But, yeah. but whatever wasteland they're walking through, India, like kids are just leaving towns or whatever that are being destroyed and then finding other kids in the desert and are like, yeah, I'll follow them, I guess. I, uh, my, I like, you want to guess, right? You, you want to think it's connected to like Kalance, the evil place they're go- like the right. Malazans are going to, but like there is yet to be any evidence of that yeah, as far well, as I I'm think aware. The, the only connection there is that they're both kind of like the Malazans are going across a wasteland and like where the snake is is kind of described wastelandish, but I feel like that's a bluff. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. I feel like, like India, they're either incredibly far east or incredibly far southeast. They're to the east. Or somewhere vaguely. Josh, I can tell you that. Or Josh, they're from another planet and they're about to hit they're about to hit this planet in the oh Jade Oh my fingers. god, can you imagine if they're in if they're in the green rocks? <laughs> oh my god, I would never fucking recover. Anything can you know, happen. I don't really trust these kids. Um <laughs> and I don't think you should either. Are we are we going to the Alex Jones? It reminds me of an important <laughs> lesson. A teacher of mine taught me in high school when I said that we should be more welcoming to Syrian refugees and that over uh, 60% of them were children. 
And he told me children can be terrorists, too. So I think we should. Uh, is this a be, real story? That's 100 percent real. And I think we should be a little more skeptical about these children refugees in the stake. OK, so uh, <laughs> just just be on guard, everyone. India left. <laughs> India was the bit too bad for you. My computer died, but my recording's still here. Perfect. Nice. That's great. I didn't know if you left out of protest of my uh, the bit. <laughs> a- anti-child refugee bit. Well, you know, they are just... <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the end of this awesome two chapters, seven and eight. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to us talk. And uh, when I say come, you say passion. Quietly. Come. Passion. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here, prepping for some D&D tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Also, big thank you to everyone who has filled out the live event form over the last month. Uh, Your feedback has been really helpful. That form is now closed. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our other episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in our show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link will also be in the show notes. And as always. Thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest Dolores from Encanto takes. Thank you as well to resident cat person growing out their main Dungeons and Dragons PC haver Scout Wilkinson for the special art she will be providing for this season. Keep an eye out. You can follow her at twitter.com slash humble goat. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one, the only Amaranthan from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on november 25th reading dust of dreams chapters 9 and 10 talk to you then and thank you so much for listening so india no um, stop what aj what did tara bring you to eat uh she didn't well she brought me in the crunch wrap that i ordered but I, i'm not gonna eat it i'm gonna eat it tomorrow for lunch but i did want my baja blast uh-oh a little baja blast on the pod a little baja blast action i love it um i love the baja blast it's good i don't like the baja blast i'm sorry to say you know what pete you wouldn't like the baja what blast. do you not yeah. like about it though well it's because it's good and <laughs> And, and that's why Pete doesn't like it. I don't. I don't I'm not a Mountain. I'm not a Mountain Dew fan. Okay, I don't do the Dew. Okay, I almost it's not Mountain spit Dew, is it? Baja Blast all over my. Computer. I don't think Pete's ever liked soda that much. Josh, that is not true. I drank like three cans of soda a day when we lived together. Oh, you're stupid. I forgot about that. That was bad. Soda was bad. head. I remember that was this bad. Now. I'm a kind of a soda head. Uh, you would just you would go buy two fried chicken drumsticks from Acme and that all, would be your dinner. All the what? time, baby. Two drumsticks. and I fucking love crushing fried chicken, please. Um, I wouldn't call two drumsticks crushing fried chicken. That would be well, people would, would like not eat all day, come home, crush two sodas, and eat two fried chicken. He had they had just bought from Acme. That would be the only reason you know Pete what, would though? go. Peter has always had a tiny tummy.
it's true. what I like to call it's a true. tiny tummy. It's true. It's true. Um. Okay, the most embarrassing podcast of my life. All of a sudden, I, we can, I can make it. We can make it worse. <laughs> yeah, AJ Pride knows worse shit. I could. I could bring up my my silly Pete food fact, but I won't. So thank you very much, my oh, discreet friend I just AJ. Of so many more. Okay. 